It is Texas Money and Business. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And uh, good to have Doug Parker here, our great host for the show and ambitious radio network. Doug, good to see you. Another great guest in, in store. Yeah, Ron, thanks for uh, thanks for keeping all the controls under control over there. Uh, this it. is Doug Parker, Ambitious Radio Network. It's episode number 12, so I guess that means we've been doing this for about three months now. And you know, today we're going to talk to Mary Amuedo, and Mary is an expert in business herself. And now, Ron, what's what's the new these new callers we got? Was it K E X B? You got it. You landed it. K E X B. Experts in business. Experts in business. Okay, yeah. so that's us. So we're on six twenty a.m. We've got a lot stronger signal, and, and especially in the evening time. So that's fantastic. Hopefully, the uh, listeners will appreciate that. We're going to talk about business, entrepreneurism. We're going to talk about finance. You know, and interview interesting folks. And we've gotten some feedback on the show, and I always uh, love getting that. We've got a new email address: dp at ambitious. Radio.com. So DP, like Doug Parker, my initials. So if you've got some suggestions, someone you'd like to hear from, or maybe you just had a question for one of the guests, feel free to email that over to me. And uh, today we're going to talk to Mary. So Mary Amuedo, how are you doing today? Doing great. Fantastic. Well, you know, Mary and I have known each other for a couple of years, and it's, you know, just really interesting story that you've got. Uh, I know that you are with, uh, with Ambit Energy. And you've won the Thompson Leadership Award. You're a top income earner for the company. And it's one of the fastest growing companies really ever in American history. So it's a fantastic story that you've got. But tell us just a little bit about yourself. Well, that's a kind of a loaded question, Doug. It is. It is. <laughs> I, uh, my parents, uh, we'll start there. I was born. Uh, yeah. I was the sixth of seven children to immigrant parents. My, I was born on an island as my parents were immigrating here from Vietnam. So I spent my first few days of my life in a little cardboard box on a big ship as they were immigrating. So crazy here. stories from that. Really? Uh, yeah. Spent most of my growing up years in Houston. Got out of there as quick as I could graduate and get out of town. And the uh, last uh, 20 years I spent in Dallas. So Okay, fantastic. So your, your hair is a lot easier to do here in Dallas, I guess, than it is in Houston with all the humidity and such. Yes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's my wife always talks about. Anytime we go anywhere that, that there's humidity, she does not like that. Now, I, I know that they asked you for some quotes and some different things. So you said that uh, that your life verse was, was Mark 516. Uh, so tell us a little about that. How did you come up with that? You know, I... Um, Probably in my young 20s, I started, I was introduced to personal growth and development and completely changed my life. I, I grew up very shy, very introverted, what? very self-conscious. I know people meet me today and they think there's no way. And it was really personal growth and development that kind of got me out of that shell and years and years trying to figure out my mission statement. And then my mentor in Ambit, Brian McClure, he's our number one income earner, one of the top paid direct sellers in the world. He uh, hosted a training seminar called Yellow Jacket Mentoring, and it was in that seminar that I finally nailed down a mission statement. My mission statement was to glorify God by being thoroughly used up for his purpose. Oh, and so nice. when I read Mark 5.16, it just really resonated with me, which is, you know, let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So really for me, it was just really doing whatever I can do to point people to the Father. Well, that's that's fantastic. I've got a, a mentor of mine that that always kind of talked about having a verse, and and I've looked for one constantly, and I go through, been through the Bible a couple times, and and you know, one of my favorite verses is is uh, Proverbs thirteen twenty: He who walks with the wise will become wise, but the companions of fool, the companion of fools will suffer harm. 
And, uh, you know, it just keeps sticking with me to be careful who you surround yourself by to make sure that the the fools, you don't get around them because it, it won't. it's not that you'll be foolish. It's that it, they will harm you or it will cause harm. And uh, so I seek wise people. So thanks so much for, for your wisdom and sharing with me over the last couple of years and, and being part of the show today. Uh, I know you're involved in all kinds of stuff, but one of the things I saw was the, the women empowering women stuff that you do. And I know that's a, a special place uh, on your heart, last couple, I guess a couple weeks ago, you did uh, an event right here local in the DFW area. But but how did you get involved in that? Well, one of my mentors in the in Ambit Energy, Regina Gale, she's another top income earner. She actually created this organization over 30 years ago. She had um, had a career entrepreneur, lots of businesses she's been in, but she used to be a model in her young 20s. Okay. And she actually started training models and realized that most models, one of the things they really deal with is self-esteem. And that was a universal thing for women. And um, one of the things we say at Women Empowering Women is the most powerful thing that a woman can have is a great relationship with another woman. Okay. And so when we do these Women Empowering Women seminars, although they're almost all ambient energy related women, we don't talk about ambient energy. We don't talk about our titles, our pen levels, how much money we've made. We don't we don't do any kind of recognition around that. It really is a woman empowering another woman. And we have all the women speak. I mean, some of the women, that is the greatest thing that they got out of the whole weekend is that they were able to speak in front of a group of women. And it's a really powerful time because I think one of the things women um, get is they start to see that we're all just human beings. And I actually get real transparent. I share people look at me and they think, you know, Mary, she's got it all together. She's got this great business. She's financially free. Her and her husband get to work together. They've got three beautiful children and nothing goes wrong. I mean, from the outside looking in, it really does look like nothing goes wrong in my life. But that's just not the case. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm human, just like anybody else. You know, my blood bleeds red, too. And I think once um, you kind of let your guard down in that seminar, I think what happens is it just really encourages women and it inspires them that they can go further, that there's more for them, that God's created more for them. And, you know, creating those relationships throughout the weekend makes all the difference in the world for women. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm sure it does. You know, that it's interesting. You talked about, you know, all the women getting together and sharing and such. You know, one thing I've noticed over the years is a lot of times you'll have a group, you know, maybe it's some kind of a breakout deal at church or whatever, and you'll have a group of women, but there might be one or two men in there. And if, if you're not careful, these men will just take over and dominate the conversation. I, I'm probably one of those guilty men of that. And you've got women that have these great ideas, but sometimes they'll just kind of sit back and and not speak. So I'm sure in that environment, they really get you know a lot of opportunity to share and and transparent, and that helps build up that self esteem and and uh, you know have conversations in, in other situations. So now, how often do you guys have events for that? We do um, one in the Dallas area every year in the fall, and we do that at uh, in Rockwall. And then we do one in the spring every year in Clear Lake in the Houston area. I think this year we're going to move that to Galveston. Okay. And then in the summertime, we always go to Lake George, New York, because it's just too darn cold outside of summertime. Right. Uh, but you can get more information at womenempoweringwomeninc.com, okay. and all the details are there. There's contact information. So if anybody wants to find out more information about that, um, we'd love to have anybody. I mean, it's not. But um, a, a great uh, thing about it is, especially people who've got friends not particularly involved with Amber Energy, they start to see 
our culture. Mm-hmm. It's very different and unique than a lot of companies that they've been associated with. One thing that I've really loved about our company is you've got a lot of um, cross-line support. I mean, it really is about people helping people, mm-hmm. and it, there's more than enough to go around. So there's not a scarcity mentality. It's it's really a, a giving environment. And so I think it's a a real strong departure from what's out there in the world. You right. know, usually it's, you know, every man for himself. And yeah, dog eat dog. That's dog eat dog. I mean, especially in business, you know, yeah. it's it's unusual. It's not that common to have that kind of collaboration in business. Okay. All right. Well, so we've got just a couple a uh, couple minutes left, uh, you know, on, on this segment. Now, you, you mentioned that you were, uh, you know, you're from, so you were from Vietnam, you were born on an island, but what island was that? Wake Island. Well, now, where is that? I never even heard of it. It's uh, in the Northern Mariana Islands, which is okay. about halfway between Asia and Hawaii. So they were literally immigrating right then. Oh, yes. And they had, at that point, I guess, five other children with them. Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. And, um, and, and then they had, a, have you got, you've had another a younger sister? Yes. Okay. So seven of you guys. It's a lot. That is a lot. I couldn't imagine. I got two. I could barely keep up with them. I got three. I can barely keep up with, so I get it. My goodness gracious. And then, so I assume that y'all come straight to Houston? No, we bounced around a whole lot of places. That's a, you know, a, a litany of things. I learned a lot about just knowing my dad's history. You know, my dad was a high school principal in Vietnam. And in, in Vietnam, educators are highly revered. I mean, okay. very well respected. He went back for a 40-year reunion this past summer. <clears throat> and they actually did parades and like the whole nine yards, red carpet treatment, picking up in limousines, the whole thing. And when he came to America, he really didn't have any skills because he couldn't teach. Mm -hmm. And so he spent most of his first few years just doing manual labor, painting fences, you know, whatever he could do to feed his six kids. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I I just learned a a great work ethic from my dad and really humility. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're going to do what you don't want to do because that's what needs to be done. And so I never forget the humble beginnings I came from so that no matter how much we produce and, you know, you talk about all those awards and accolades and ambit. I mean, that's to me, I'm just I'm just a, a, a girl from an immigrant family. I mean, yeah. That's who I am. And so I'm just looking at whatever opportunity I can do to help other people. You know, that's that's real interesting. You know, we're, we've got about one minute left here and I'll, I'll make it quick. But um, yeah, I heard something that says, you know, the difference between doing your best and doing whatever it takes. And sometimes your best, frankly, it's not enough, and you have to do more somehow, some way. It sounds like it's what your dad did, and it instilled work ethic and, and humility in you. Um, so that's that's fantastic. Great, great, uh, great story there. Um, like us on Facebook, the Ambitious Radio Network. Anything that we uh, talk about or go over, we're going to try to put it on the uh, the website, ambitiousradio.com. If you miss something, you can check it out there or go to... Uh, Facebook, the Ambitious Radio Network. Tune in after the break. We're going to be talking more to Mary uh, about all kinds of things that she's done, some of the things that she's accomplished, what made her start her own company, and maybe some fears that she had and how she overcame those right here on KEXB, 620 AM, Experts in Business. Back in on the show, it's so good to have you right here on Texas Money and Business, the Ambitious Radio Network, and Doug Parker here. Uh, our sponsors, FreeElectricityDFW.com, RepairMyCreditNow.com, and All3Reports.com, all the number three reports 
with an S.com. And those are our great sponsors here on uh, Texas Money and Business for Ambitious Radio Network. Mary, I had a, a question for you. You mentioned at the beginning of the conversation with Doug that uh, you had some issues about insecurities and things like that. Uh, get, go into detail about that, if you will. I, you know, someone like yourself, you're, you're very successful now. But like myself, that kind of hits home with me and maybe some other listeners that are, are joining us because uh, when someone can overcome something like that, it's really powerful. Go into detail about some of the insecurities that uh, some of the, you know, the introspection and so forth that you may have when you were younger. You know, being um, the number six child of seven children with immigrant parents who struggled financially. I mean, there was a season where we lived in the projects in Mississippi. There was a season where my parents were on welfare. Um, So there was always scraping to really stretch the dollar, always, always. I mean, it was just constant. And so I always fell to the background to not be a problem for my parents. I excelled in school. I did everything I could. So I always um, just always had that time where I I just didn't want to be one more problem for my parents to deal with. And so I just picked that up. I mean, if I ever got into a big group of people, I would sit in the back and I'd be real quiet. I'd wait for somebody to talk to me. Mm. And um, I have, it's kind of a long story, but long story short, I ended up getting married at a very young age. I got pregnant out of wedlock and married someone I never should have been with to begin with, only to find out he was a drug addict. Oh my. And he was in and out of treatment a lot. And uh, through Al-Anon, which is the family program for AA, uh, I got introduced to personal growth. Somebody had introduced me to an organization called Landmark Education, started doing programs for them. And then I started to realize that who I was was a combination of the things I made up about myself and the things that I let other people say about myself. So it was not a short process at all. It was lots of seminars, lots of books, lots of really getting uncomfortable. But really, it was a burning desire in myself to Mm. be more than what I was. I got a glimpse of what was possible, and I wanted that. Right. And so I kept striving for that. And I even today, as, as uh, much as I've accomplished in my life and how far I've come, I know there's still more to go. Wow. I, I know that God's got so much more for me, and mm. I've not arrived yet. Mm. And so I just encourage people. I always tell people, it doesn't matter where you are or where you start or what your circumstances are. I really do believe that you can have it all in life. God didn't create us to be mediocre. God yeah. didn't create us to survive life. You know, He created us to thrive. Yeah. And so I just realize that there's so many people who are just trying to survive life. And as long as you have a glimmer of hope, and really it's just like what Doug said, is you've got people in your life that will encourage you to be more, you can be more. Indeed. And it's that environment that makes all the difference in the world. Was it this program that you met Christ through this program or, or earlier? Um, I grew up Catholic, and I would I would tell people, and I'm not, not bagging on the Catholic faith because I think my uh, experience in Catholicism is very different than other people's experience. But I was always a good Catholic girl. I went to Sunday school. I taught Sunday school. I you know, taught catechism classes. But I never had a relationship with Christ. Yeah. I just knew Christ. It was, I, I would tell people, he's like he was like my Facebook friend, oh, right? Yeah. I didn't know him. I didn't meet him. I could see him. I knew yeah. what he was about. But I didn't have a relationship with him. And it was... Um, years ago probably it was actually 11 years ago i was pregnant with my almost 11 year old daughter 
And a good friend of mine started dating this man, and she was sharing about him, about how he was a, um, a an evangelist. And I was like, that is so weird. And so <laughs> we start meeting with him. His name is Mike Moore, a very prominent business guy in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that I probably should introduce to Doug. But he started doing these Bible studies that my husband started going to. It was the first time my husband had met a uh, business man who was Christian in faith, in word and deed. So he never met anybody like that. And that's really where we came to know Christ. Yeah, that's that's fantastic, Ron. Thanks for throwing it out there. That that really gave us a, a great platform. When, when you were talking, Mary, just a minute ago, one of the one of my favorite quotes uh, that I've, I've ran into uh, over the years, over and over again, is uh, "No one can make you feel inferior without your consent." And it's Eleanor Roosevelt. And that's one of those things where it's it's easier said than done. You know, um, kind of. I definitely was an immigrant, but I'm I'm from East Texas. You know, never been to college, anything like that. And so I had my way of of growing up. And there's a certain way that people treat you and look at things and and different stuff. And it's. Uh, I just ran across that one. And I thought, you know what? That's powerful. If you can, if you can really wrap your head around it and not let anybody make you feel a certain way, then it really makes a huge difference. It really does. And that was one of the questions talk about. You know, some of the fears that you've had, how you've overcome those. At some point, you know, you decided to start your own business. Now, I know you and Richard had a mortgage company, and you know, had some ups and downs there. And and and, and our conversations with Richard, he's kind of that serial entrepreneur. He's always dreaming up something. Yes, he is. And we're, we're, he and I've been dreaming on a couple of things just in the last few weeks, but. What was it that really made you decide, hey, you know what, this direct sales thing, this 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 multi-level marketing, this is intriguing to me. This is what I want to go do. Well, you know, I always loved the model because it made sense. I'm mm-hmm. a former engineer, so numbers are my thing. Okay. And it really makes a lot of sense. It's low cost of entry, yeah, you know. Of entry, yeah. And so there's it, it's open to anybody. It doesn't um, it doesn't discriminate from, you know, skill level. And I just love that concept that anybody could do it. But I never found anything. We had always dabbled in direct sales before because it always intrigued me, but never really found anything that really worked. I mean, I was every everything I had been involved in because I'm such a hard worker. I always found some success very quickly. But when I got involved, one of the things that I started to realize was it. I could make it work, but I couldn't teach the average person to make it work. So a lot of things I was involved with was product-based, and nothing wrong with product-based companies, but the, the hardest thing was try to teach someone how to sell. And I just didn't have the skill myself to teach someone how to effectively do it. I could do it myself, but I couldn't teach it. And so, um, you know, so we it was always in the back of our mind. And when I had left engineering, I, I as much as I loved what I did, I loved the work I did, I loved the challenge, worked for a great company, made incredible money. But the hours were absolute misery. I mean, going to work when it was dark and coming home and it was dark again, day after day, week after week, not seeing my daughter. And I thought, man, I did not bust my tail to to get my engineering degree to have absolutely no life. And so that's when the mortgage business came about. My sister was in the business. Okay. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I thought I was going to go to medical school. Um, and she said, listen, while you're trying to figure out what you want to do when you grow up, can you come help me? And it was during the refi boom. And I thought I can do this for a little while. And it was great. Had flexibility. I had a lot of time I could spend with my daughter. I made enough money where you know I wasn't sacrificing quality of life. But the busier we got, the more successful we got, the less flexible it became. And mm-hmm. so very quickly, we were working 60, 70-hour weeks. We were traveling all the time. We had offices in four states. And I hated the industry. And somebody came along and introduced us to Ambit. And at, at first, I said, absolutely no way. I, I, My plate is already full. It's overflowing. I'm trying to catch what's falling off. I cannot add one more thing. And they persisted. 
And my husband got us started. And when Richard signed up, I said, don't talk to me about meetings. Don't talk to me about people. I don't have bandwidth for that. You do what you want. And um, I'm so glad he did because once I started to see that it was producing results and I started to really look at it, I tore it apart because I had already been involved with direct sales before. And I already found out that you couldn't do it. I mean, not everyone could do it. But when I started to research the company and I started to research the compensation plan and I tore it apart, really looking for the gotchas, the ahas, the yeah buts. And I realized it's really brilliant. I mean, Mm -hmm. as an engineer, as a numbers girl, I saw that the compensation plan was really geared to paying people things that would actually proliferate growing the business, not just for the company, but for the individual. And so that's when we jumped on board full force. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that makes that makes perfect sense. And and the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of those kind of businesses. Um, But what would you say, Mary, if you if you could go back to 10 years ago and tell the, the Mary today, tell the Mary from 10 years ago, hey, Mary, do this. There's one thing. What you know, what would that be? It's probably something I still tell myself, but I've I've come a long way. But really, relax. Okay. It's relax. Take it one day at a time. You don't know have to see the whole staircase before you take the next step. And I am very much a planner. Very much a, I need to know um, and be in control of all the facets of whatever I'm involved in. And it really is just relax. Give it a, give it a moment. God's in control. You, you're not playing God today. He's already got that job squared away. <laughs> and uh, I, I would say in the last 10 years, that would have helped a lot. I mean, yeah. I've, I've relaxed quite a bit. And financial freedom will help you relax quite a bit. I'll say that for sure. No, no, absolutely. That, make, that makes a huge difference. And, and, you know, I ask that because it's some of the things that make you so great at what you do uh, in general people. It also can be a real handicap. So being in control, handling your business, knowing to cross the T's, dot the I's and do all that to the extreme can become a real deficit. And it's really tough to overcome that. So we'll, we'll get into more after the break here. We've got um, just, just a couple seconds left, but we're going to go over some ad- advice that you might give entrepreneurs and, and kind of how you've dealt with that. In the next segment, we're going to be talking uh, a little bit more about entrepreneurship, Mar- Mary's experience with direct sales, multi-level marketing, and just really some of the details about, again, those kind of companies. Right after the break, right here on Texas Money and Business, KEXB, 620 AM. It is about the money, 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 just like the music says there. All right, we're back here on Texas Money and Business. I am Ron Titter. want to uh, thank the sponsors with uh, Ambitious Radio Network, FreeElectricityDFW.com. Great people there. RepairMyCreditNow.com, really great people there. Yes, and All3Reports.com, that's all three, the number three uh, reports with an S dot com. Doug Parker, it's all yours. Yes, sir. Well, Ron, thanks for, uh, like I said, manning the ship over there and keeping us on on uh, on target with everything. And today we've got a guest, Mary Amueto with Ambit Energy. And Mary is really a very successful person in direct sales or it's sometimes called multi-level marketing. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about those types of businesses and, and really there, there are some out there that you know people have heard about that some of them are good. They've heard about some of them are not so good. But let's talk really. Let's, let's dig in deep uh, and and just really kind of uncover what are they really all about. So my first question is, how are direct sales and multi level marketing? How are they different than a pyramid? Because when I hear pyramid, I think that's kind of a negative term. 
Oh, it's definitely a negative term. A pyramid is actual a legal term. Okay. And it's really an, an unsophisticated Ponzi scheme. I mean, okay. in a pyramid, uh, it would be I, I'm in, I'm in, I get you in, Doug, and I, you're going to pay 500 bucks. I get 100 and the rest goes up line to whoever's above me. Okay. And then you get Ron in. Ron pays 500 bucks. You get 100. I get 100 and the rest goes up line. And then Ron gets somebody in and so on and so forth. There's no goods or services exchange. It's just okay. a money game. It's just a money tree gotcha. that's coming in. And um Pyramids are illegal. So okay. in companies like Ambit, companies like Mary Kay, which are a lot, very well known, especially here in the Dallas area, there are actual goods and services exchanged before money can be made. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. And I think that, that, that answers my question there because so many people, they think of these different types of companies. Now, you know, MLM or multi-level marketing, direct sales, um, I think there's probably some other terms for it as well. But are there a difference between those terms? Are those kind of interchangeable? They're pretty interchangeable. I mean, multi-level marketing. I think a lot of um, people don't realize that there are a lot of businesses that are multi-level marketing. So okay. there's a multi-level payout structure. Okay. So in a lot of um Insurance companies, especially when you're talking about securities, there is some type of multi-level structure because there's mentorship involved. Um, Keller Williams has a multi-level structure in their real estate company. And a lot of people don't realize that. And so there's a lot of companies that really do have a multi-level structure, uh, but a lot of people aren't tuned into that because that's not their area of expertise. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Well, and, and so now you, you said that the pyramids are illegal, but obviously Keller Williams, I mean, Ambit, you know, lot, lots of good stuff going on there. But how can you tell the difference between the ones that are legal and illegal? I know you said something about their goods and services, but um, how, how can you tell? A great litmus test is to see if they're part of the Direct Selling Association. So okay. the Direct Selling Association is the uh, kind of watchdog group for all multi-level direct sales um, companies. If they are a member of the Direct Sales Association, it means they've gone through a strenuous, it's either a one or two year vetting out process where the Direct Selling Association looks at their executives, they look at their bylaws, they look at their policies and procedures, their consultant or distributor agreements. They look at all of that to make sure it's legitimate, there's no impropriety in there, there's nothing you know, in the gray area. So if that company is a member of the Direct Selling Association, you know that they've already gone and, and gone past the litmus test. Okay, that, that makes perfect sense. You know, and one of the things that I've always liked about the direct sales or network marketing businesses is, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. It, I love jumping off in the deep end without floaties, swimming with sharks. I mean, it, the, the, the scarier the better for me because that just means I got to work hard and survive. But not everybody else is, is like me. And so one of the great things about this direct, uh, you know, direct sales type environment is that there are systems in place. You know, you, you want to go do McDonald's and buy a franchise, you know, it's, it's half a million dollars. Okay. So the average person that, you know, is working their nine to five they're or they're working seven to seven, you know, it's dark when they leave, as you said earlier, it's mm-hmm. dark when they get home and they're like, this is not what life's all about. I, I don't want to do this. I want to get out there and kind of do something different. But they can't go buy a, a franchise to McDonald's because they don't have a half a million sitting around to do that with. So a lot of these direct sales companies, they've got systems that are in place. You can get the barrier of entry is relatively low in comparison to a, that type of a franchise. And there's still systems and, and there's there's uh, folks that are around. You talked earlier, I think you said Crossline, um, but I've heard Upline before. So what's the difference between an Upline and a Crossline? 
Well, the common terminology you're going to hear in uh, direct sales is upline, downline, and crossline. And I'm okay. going to really just relate that to a typical job. So your boss and your boss's boss and their boss, that's your upline. So okay. anybody that you are accountable to, that would be whoever sponsored you, whoever sponsored them, the leadership above them, that's upline. Downline is anyone you have in your organization. So in business, if you're a manager, it would be your direct report. So anybody okay. who reports directly to you, anybody who reports directly to them, that would be your downline. Anybody underneath your leadership. And then crossline would be, just like in, in business, that would be your your um, your colleague that you don't report to, they don't report to you. Um, but you work together. So okay. that would be where you're not on the same team, so to speak, in the business. Um, there's a lot of jargon in direct sales. And when you get involved in a direct selling company, you just know there's a lot of jargon. Right. And I think people who are experienced in direct sales really need to be keenly aware that most people are not familiar with direct selling jargon. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of jargon. I could throw out probably 15 acronyms and you won't know anything about any of them. Um, but really, what I love about direct sales is just what you said, uh, Doug. I mean, I'm way opposite of you. I'm an engineer, so I like things well calculated. I like to dot my I's and cross my T's before I jump in to the deep end. And yeah, I don't that's, think that's I'm, for somebody else to do as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm not swimming <laughs> with sharks any day soon. Um, but the thing that is great is... You know, for us, when we started in Ambit, we didn't, I mean, even if we had the kind of money to go buy a franchise, which at the time we didn't, we didn't, we wouldn't have had the time. Right. There's no way we could have stopped doing what we were doing to go and start something new. What's great about network marketing, direct sales, multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it, is that you have an opportunity to partner with someone who's already experienced and successful in the business who can help you leverage your time. I spend the vast majority of my time not working with people that I directly brought into the business, but people that are downline to me, sometimes five, six, seven levels deep. It's five generations away from my personal person that I sponsored. And that's the reason why direct sales really works is mm -hmm. because you have that kind of structure where you don't have to necessarily know everything. You don't have to do all the work. You don't have to work with everybody. There are people who have a vested interest in your success. Yeah. Well, one of the things, you know, it was real interesting and I kind of I kind of got off on a tangent there. But when you talk about your upline, downline, crossline, all that, you were explaining, you know, kind of in a normal uh, or traditional business environment. The one of the major differences is and I've got multiple different businesses, but there's not employees in that environment. So while they're not your boss, you know, if, if Mary's, you know, upline or downline from somebody else, they're not your boss. They're just helpful people in the organization. And the people below you aren't your employees that you have to, you know, pay FICA on and all this kind of stuff and worry about workman's comp or whatever the things are, there's an environment where it's, it's a um, contractor type environment. So it, there's, there's some loose business structure there, but it's not so structured like it would be if you owned your own business, you're having to make payroll every week and those kind of things. Um, so that's, that's another fantastic thing that I've seen as I've researched them over the years that, that a lot of people really like about it because it's, quasi business but it's not the traditional where you have to do all those same things so that's that's a real good piece what i liken um direct sales to is joining the gym so you join a network marketing company it's like buying a gym membership okay you don't go you don't do anything you don't get any results right but if all you do is 15 minutes a day in a year you're going to be in better shape right but if you want to run and 
compete in a triathlon in six months, it's going to take you a lot more than 15 minutes a day. So your job is maybe an hour, two hours, three hours a day, getting a coach, adjusting what you do on your free time. Maybe you're listening to books instead of, you know, watching TV. Just like if you were getting real serious about your health, Mm -hmm. instead of watching TV, maybe you're reading uh, fitness magazines. Maybe you're you're watching uh, interviews about people who have overcome major health issues. You know, it's something that inspires you to keep going at the you know, for your the goal that you've got in front of you. And so I tell people, you know, direct sales, your relationship with whoever's mentoring you in direct sales is a lot like your coach in the gym. Okay. So your coach in the gym can't do it for you, but they're there to help co- coach you, to encourage you, to teach you whatever you need to learn to help you with your technique and your style, but they can't do it for you. But if you don't show up and you don't ask for help, then you also don't get the benefits of having the coach. So in direct sales, I spend, I mean, I tell people ask me what I do. Well, I train and develop leaders. That is really what I do. And it happens to look like direct sales in the energy industry with Ambit Energy. But the vast majority of my uh, waking hours is spent developing future leaders. Well, you know, that ties very nicely into our next segment as we wrap up here. One of the things I I was going to ask you, and you just went right into it, was, you know, what advice you might give someone and say, get engaged, put together a game plan. And, you know, if you're spending 15 minutes, this is what you're going to get out of it. If you spend, you know, an hour or two. Um, I may ask you in the next segment about, you know, selecting them. So there's so many different options out there. I mean, obviously, I know you've got a, uh, a bend towards Ambit, obviously. Um, but but we'll look at some different, you know, things that are out there and how, how people can make those decisions uh, right after the break. So with that being said, um, you know, as we come into the to the next segment, Mary's going to talk about some just interesting stories from business, maybe folks that, that she's investing in, people that are investing in her. Just creative, interesting stuff about Miss Mary Onwedo with Ambit energy right here on KEXB 620 AM and the Ambitious Radio Network. Back in on the show here at Texas Money and Business. My name is Ron Taylor. It's good to have you right here. I want to thank our sponsors for Ambitious Radio Network and Doug Parker, FreeElectricityDFW.com, RepairMyCreditNow.com. Great people over there. All3CreditReports.com. That's all three, the number three, uh, reports with an S.com, and that's uh, great sponsors here. Uh, Mary, it's good to have you here on the show today, and you were talking a little bit about the structure of the MLM and, and exactly what you do. I've always wondered, and as as I've sort of gotten my just my feet wet, I haven't gotten really you know dove into the pool yet, but it's interesting because, you know, I mean, think about people that do very well in this. Is there a plateau? Do you ever hit a level of plateau or is the sky truly the limit in something like this? Uh, give us a little bit of, of, uh, of an idea of how it's like, if, if you will, at the top. I, I would say that the sky really is the limit and you can plateau it. You have to decide what level of success you want to have. Mm-hmm. So, Quite honestly, I'm, I'll tell one on myself. For the last few years, we have hit a plateau and we have coasted. We have been so blessed that for the last seven years, uh, my husband and I, we've been able to live off a of residual income where we literally do not have to work for our money in order to pay all of our bills. And really part of the driver that kind of allowed us to, or had us plateau and allowed us to plateau was our oldest daughter, who actually goes to school with Doug's daughter at Dallas Baptist, uh, she was graduating soon. And I know for me, when I graduated from high school and I left my parents' house, I never came home. Mm. Like I, after that, I finished college, I got married, and I was gone. And I knew that was a strong possibility for our daughter. And the time that we had left with her in our home was limited. Yeah. So we relished that time and we didn't build our business. And our income stayed steady, fortunately, because of 
of the way Ambient Energy pays out. Our income was steady during that time. And since then, now that she's in college and we've got a big fat tuition bill, <laughs> um, and, and we've got really strong desires to give huge amounts of money to the kingdom. I mean, I know God's called me to be able to write five, six, and seven-figure checks, and I can't do that unless I have the money. I remember being with John Maxwell, and I was fortunate enough to get some one-on-one coaching with him and asking him about how he transitioned from ministry into leadership development and in the business world. And he shared with me, and he, he said, listen, you can't give it unless you have it. Right. And so I just remembered that. And uh, so now we're at that place where I'm looking at getting those six and seven figure checks so that we can start giving that kind of money. So I I really don't think that there's a plateau, not in our business. It might possibly be a a cap in other businesses. It all depends on how the compensation plan is structured. And I am not an expert in every compensation plan. I just, I'm definitely an expert in our compensation plan. And for sure in our compensation plan, the sky really is the limit. That's fantastic. Doug? Yeah, I talk about the sky being the limit, and I don't know what, you know, all the details, but I know our top income earner, it's ridiculous the kind of money that gets made. It's it's something like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Ouch, okay, so it's it's crazy, but well, let me tell you a funny story about Brian. Yeah, Brian said to us, he said, you know, I found this ten thousand dollar check in my pocket that someone had written me two months prior, and he said, I just wept because never in my life have I been able to find ten thousand dollars and it not make a difference for me. And at the same time, I was really convicted that I'm I've got to be a good steward of the money that God's placed in my hands and it that's just moving you know mm-hmm. for ten thousand i mean i certainly would remember a ten thousand dollar check but to have that uh, happen for you that's that's crazy money wow. so wow. yeah i've seen that the sky is the limit for yeah that's that that is that is crazy uh that, that's, that's good stuff now i know that you've done some mentoring with brian um are there other people that that are uh, you're following or that's mentoring you i know you you threw out their um, a couple names earlier in, in, in the show, but is there anybody specific books that you like or, or something that you're reading right now? I read a lot of John Maxwell. He okay. just, his, um, who he is really resonates with me. Um, he definitely is someone who wants to lead people to God, lead people to Christ, but he doesn't do it in a way that is turn, turns people off. I mean, he really is about leadership development. I'm really about leadership development. He's got a great organization called Equip, where they equip leaders all across the world, just really teaching them uh, rock-solid biblical values to lead. And I just, I love his heart. I love his style. I have uh, There are books that I just pour into of his. The uh, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, it looks like it's been through a freaking war zone because <laughs> it's dog-eared and highlighted and post-it notes everywhere. It's just – and I've, I've recommended that book a ton of times. Um, I'm a pretty voracious reader, um, and I, th- I've got some women in my church that I, I look up to. Um, you know, Chris Parker, who's been a business coach who leads my women's mastermind group. It's a bunch of business women that get together and, and share business ideas. Um, an elder in my church, Dar- Darlene Unklebach. Um, she just she has taught me so much about my faith, about being a mom, about 
leading in business, how to balance that all. I mean, my I'll, pastor. I love Darlene. She's wonderful. I know Scott and Darlene person. They're just wonderful people. They yeah. are. Yeah. They're really good yeah. people. I'm actually <laughs> meeting Darlene this week. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my pastors, Keith and Sheila Craft, um, just how I've, I've loved watching them. You know, one thing I have done well in my life, and this is probably in the latter years of my life, was really being intentional with my relationships. Yeah. Um, I have been very intentional with who I bring close and very intentional with who I push far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, John Maxwell had in his one of his books talked about time was just like money. You're either yeah. spending it or you're investing it. Mm-hmm. And so every time I'm with somebody, I look and see, is this a spending or is this an investment of time? That's so, a great analogy. Yeah, it, it, it really uh, resonated with me, and I've just never it's never left me. Cool. Well, so uh, let's get off the, like, not so serious, blah, 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 blah. let's just go something that's kind of <laughs> kind of goofy here. So, like, what's your favorite movie? Oh, Doug. Okay. So I tell people, if you start a question with, have you seen the movie 99.9% of the time, the answer is going to be no. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. I am, de- I am not a movie girl. Okay. Um, I, I certainly love uh, feel-good movies and, uh, you know, I stupid movies from my young years, you know, something about Mary because that's my right. name, right? Um, <laughs> but just, I love movies that inspire you. Okay. You know, uh, you know, I loved facing the giants. I oh, loved, I, I loved that scene where he has the guy on his back and he mm-hmm. crawls. And I think that's us. I just, yeah. if you've not seen that movie, watch that scene where he's crawling across the football field. And I think that's each one of us. We don't know what we're made of until somebody says, "You can keep going. You can keep going." And if you don't know, you don't see. You don't see the the, the limit, the sky, right being the limit. If you don't see the ceiling, mm-hmm. you're just going to go. Straight Straight for the sky. Just keep pushing. Yeah. Keep pushing. That's it. Um, so what about recharging? What do you do to recharge? You know, it's funny. In, in my mastermind group, Chris um, Parker had us look and see what's an area of our life that's a little out of balance. Mm-hmm. And the area that in my life that's out of balance is Selah, which is just your downtime, your, your recharge time. And I started to realize that there's a lot of things that I can do for Selah that I am rushing through. So like earlier, I said, you know, what I would say to myself 10 years ago is just relax right. a little yeah. bit is uh, one thing I do love to do is I love to read and I love to sit in the corner of my office in my rocking chair that I rocked my 19 year old in um, and just sit and be still for a bit. And then another thing that I really do love doing, and it's crazy because I'm very much a people person, is I love to go shopping by myself. Okay. That is like recharge time for me. Yeah, well, retail therapy. Yeah, well, no, I'm not a big shopper, but sometimes I just like to take my time and not have people pulling at me. Right, right. And I love long dinners over a great meal with great conversation. Like, okay. I love that. I mean, don't, if you want to give me a great gift for my birthday, don't give me a gift. Take me out to dinner. Let's have great conversation and we'll call that the gift. There's something about breaking bread. I yes. Like that. Yeah, that. there yeah. really is. That yeah. That is that is fantastic. It really is. Well, well, Mary, I really appreciate you so much. You know, being on the show and and getting to hear you know more about you and some of the things that you're doing, the direct sales world, but really just you know just your story. I mean, it really is an amazing story. Literally coming over, you know, you said in a cardboard box. I mean, that's not every day you get to meet somebody and then they come and just make it happen. So that that really is the American dream. 
Um, so that's that's fantastic. I, I just I just love uh, love hearing that. Now, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, they wanted to talk to you about your business or saving on energy or whatever, how would they do that? Um, they can they can come find us on our either our Ambit website, which is ambitdna.com. They okay. can also find me on my personal website, which is thenewplana.com. Okay. Uh, because Ambit was Plan B, now it's the new Plan A. All right. Um, and I'd love to hear from anybody. And, and one last thing I want to just say, really to the ladies specifically, or anybody who's got a, a special woman in, in their life, I think a lot of times, especially in business, we get a lot of pressure to perform in a lot of things. And you feel like you're pulled in every which direction and you feel like you have to excel in all of them. You just can't. And I just want to give you permission to not have to do it all, all the time. Because there's some seasons in my life where I'm not doing any kind of business. I am focused solely on my kids. It's all about my kids. And that's all I've got time for. And then there are seasons where I'm solely focused on my relationship with God. And that's all I've got time for. And so just know you have permission to not have to do it all, all the time. That's great. That really is great. Well, we're going to wrap up here real quick. Uh, credit, uh, you know, expert tip of the week. Somebody asked me the other day, they really wanted to know some some information. Head to the co-signing. We've kind of run out of time. I'll get some more detail on the next show. But basically, when it comes to co-signing, don't do it. That's the bottom line. Um, if you want any more details, yeah, send me an email, dp at ambitiousradio.com. I definitely want to thank our sponsors once again. Uh, Ambitious Radio could not do it without you. Free electricity, dfw.com. All three reports.com. That's all the number three reports with an S.com and repairmycreditnow.com. Tune in Wednesdays on Texas Money and Business from 10 to 11 right here on 620 AM KEXB, the Ambitious Radio Network. Next week, we're going to be visiting with Johnny Quinn. Johnny is a motivational speaker, former NFL player, and United States Olympian. He was in the Olympics last go-round. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. Get out there and be ambitious.